Okay, Pete Weatherburn is here. Peter's our vet. He's from Brave Vet Old Connor, and you can also um, read him in the Daily Telegraph. Uh, the Empire hasn't gone down yet, presumably, in the Telegraph, um, has it? No, it's a very strong newspaper. Okay, all right. Um, TV3 is on that as well. He's in the Wicklow people. Oh, he's everywhere. But he's here on a Thursday. You're very welcome, Pete. Thanks for coming in. Good morning. And advice on getting a pet for Christmas, and we know that um, a pet is not just for Christmas, but a lot of people say use Christmas and, and ask Santa to bring one. So they have it, and of course um, they're going to still have it when the new year comes. Well, it's kind so of like your it's, it's, well, it's become politically incorrect to get a pet around Christmas time. It was actually a Dogs Trust charity coined that phrase which I heard misquoted at a carol service last night, actually, where at the carol service they said, God is for life, not just for Christmas. I thought that was very good, actually. <laughs> but um, because we do forget about that side of Christmas as at this time of year, don't we, it all becomes the commercial thing rather than the religious festival. But anyway, um, the, the phrase that a dog is for life and not just for Christmas was coined by the Dogs Trust charity about 20 or 30 years ago. And it really has caught people's imagination for some reason and everybody now knows that phrase and the message has gone down really really well and clearly um, but the downside of that I think is that people sometimes take that too seriously and, and it becomes you know um, like thou shalt not ever get a pet at Christmas time otherwise you'll be you're, you're doomed because you've done a dreadful thing like it's not necessarily that bad um, but at the same time the principle is their pets are living creatures and they're not like toys or objects and so you, you oughtn't give them as presents in general because a present by its nature generally is something that somebody um, is given as a bit of a surprise and um, you know uh, these little animals can live for up to 20 years and somebody might not want they might seem to be happy on the day you give them this living creature but you know um, they're going to be stuck with it for 10, 15, 20 years and do they, are they really prepared to give it that commitment so that's why the general rule of not giving pets presents is a, is a good one Right, so but prepar uh, preparation is probably the thing is I it? think so but Counselling you know, and all this sort of stuff but Like the other, What happens then is like my, my sister happens to her, her, her 11 year old boy has wanted a dog for a long time and she's been working up to getting him one and um, he's for the last month every day he's gone out for a walk by himself for 20 minutes and come back in again and he's kind of saying look I will walk that puppy I will look after the dog properly and he's he's proven to her that he can he can do it and so she, obviously Christmas is a time when, when you, you, you get an indulgement of some kind for a, for a child and so the, the puppy seemed like something which she thought okay I'll go against the rules here but because it's a particular situation we'll do it but can she get a puppy? No way because all the animal sanctuaries and rescue centres are so determined not to have people giving puppies as presents left, right and centre that they make it very, very, very hard indeed to get hold of one, which I think is actually a good thing, but it's frustrating for my sister. So I'm kind of saying to her, well, listen, in any case, there's so much else going on at Christmas time. You know, um, you're a really busy household and it's not the ideal situation for a, for, a, for a new dog to arrive in anyway. So you'd be better just to, to hold fire there and, you know, early in the new year, and when the kids are still on holidays, you go to the animal sanctuary then and say, look, we're ready for the puppy now. And you can then devote all your attention to that puppy when it arrives. And it'll give the puppy a much better start in life. So I think that's a general rule that, that should, should apply, really. 
Okay. Um, now, you have a dog already, you have a cat already, and there's all this distraction around Christmas. And, ah, sure, look at the dog with a smi- smiley, begging face there. I'm going to give this dog this whatever it is. That might actually be unsuitable. So what are the rules as regards um, Christmas, Christmas dinners, Christmas food, um, and I suppose the way the house is actually decorated differently? Yeah, I, again, I, I sometimes get it a bit... I think we overdo the thing of Christmas can be a dangerous time for your pets. You know, these are all the hazards and these are the risks that can happen. And, you know, you have to be really, really careful or you can end up in really serious trouble. I mean, really, it's not that big a deal. But at the same time, pets are kind of like curious two-year-old children. And they, you know, if there's something new and different in the house, they'll explore it. And because at Christmas time... All of our routines change and, you know, there's a whole new set of, of rules for ourselves for what happens over those few days. It makes sense to think about them a little bit from the pet's perspective. Same as you would if you were having a visiting toddler to your house. You'd think a little bit about, well, how is our house set, set up for that? So the, 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 the obvious things are kind of beforehand things like um, Christmas trees and Christmas decorations, like that... Um, Cats love climbing Christmas trees. Puppies love chewing strange things. And so you have to keep pets away from those kind of areas or they might chew through a wire. Or I remember one dog that um, swallowed some tinsel and got a, a thing called a linear foreign body where the tinsel got stuck in its intestines. So, you know, these things are rare, but they can happen. So be aware of those kind of things. Um, as far as tr- um, poisonous things or whatever, um, some plants are poisonous, and people have talk, talked before about how lilies can be poisonous for cats, and lilies can actually kill cats. So if you've got cats around the place, keep lilies, I would even say out of your home, but in any case, keep them well out of the kitten's or cat's reach, because they get a bit of pollen on their coat, and they lick it off, they can get kidney failure. It's very, very serious. Um, poinsettia is another one which can be toxic, and these um, uh, mistletoe um, can also be poisonous, but I haven't. It's pretty rare to see problems with that. But it's more of a gastric upset. I think that most people would see if that happened. It's not not a big right. deal. Eating stuff. Well, do you know grapes are poisonous to dogs? A lot of folks don't realise that. Grapes. Grapes. Now they're not always poisonous. Okay. If you give your dog an occasional grape, it's unlikely to cause a problem. But there have been cases where a dog has eaten maybe a small bunch of breaks of grapes and has has um, then subs- subsequently developed fatal renal failure. The kidneys, his kidneys are packed in, and they, they haven't even identified what it is in grapes that's toxic. And it's it's not um, toxic to other creatures. It's dogs that are affected. And you know, something which has been quite recently identified, and we don't know why it is and it's not every time some dogs eat grapes and have no problem whatsoever but because of that it, the general rule is that you don't give dogs grapes and indeed you don't give them raisins and that I'm afraid means no Christmas pud or Christmas cake so it's safer to avoid those things um, And but, but again that's something which we wouldn't see often the thing that we see every year almost without exception is a condition which is probably best known as turkey tummy and what happens is um, humans are all tucking into their dinner, having a, you know, a nice feast, and they, they look at their poor pet, maybe with a small bowl of dried biscuits, and they think, ah, ah, the poor wee thing. And so, and of course, there's plenty of food on the human table, so they slice off a bit of turkey, why not a bit of stuffing as well, some potato, a couple of sprouts, a little dash of cranberry sauce, you like that, and they put it down for the dog. And the dog, of course, thinks this is wonderful they have a uh, you know they, they like that sort of stuff as small treats but here suddenly they've got a great big plate full of it and they tuck into it big time 
And of course, um, the thing is, there's nothing toxic in there, but it's just gastric overload, and the digestive system isn't used to that sort of rich stuff. And so they're probably fine till the middle of the night, until the middle of Christmas night, and then, of course, they get upset stomach and you get vomiting, diarrhea, and that you then discover it's Stephen's Day morning and the, your normal vet's closed and you have to phone the emergency vet and it costs you an arm and a leg and you're saying, why did I do that? So, rule is, don't do it, okay? Give your pet little treats, little bits of turkey, sure. Little, if you want to give them a, a, a half a teaspoonful of cranberry sauce, go ahead. Little bits like that are absolutely fine. But don't overdo it because overdoing it um, causes, it, co- it costs your, your pet in terms of its health and it costs you in terms of your pocket. All right. Okay, peace. And thank you very much. Are you working over Christmas? Are you working on Christmas Day? Can I give you a shout? Or? Uh, <laughs> I'm working up to Christmas Eve. But nowadays, we, we we vets in Bray are blessed with an emergency clinic in Dublin. That means that there are vets and nurses who are literally, they're not on call. They're literally sitting there at the central place waiting for people to come in. So it means that um, most of the vets and, and, and nurses in practice are actually able to have a proper Christmas break. Because for years, of course, we had to be on call you know, every time, and and that was a, in fact, for vets around the country, for most vets, that's the burden they still carry, and um, it's not an easy one. Right. Well, enjoy your time off then. Thank you. And you too, Declan. I trust you have some. Ah, yep. Yeah, okay. Thank yeah. you, Pete. Pete Weatherburner, vet there. Um, Pete from uh, Brave Vet on Old Connor on. Uh, um, that uh, road, Old Connor Avenue in Bray, and also you can hear this broadcast again on Pete's website, which is petethevet.com. Thanks very much indeed, Pete. Good to talk to you. Um, 